When it comes to investing, retirement, taxes, healthcare, and estate planning, the decisions you make today can greatly affect the quality of life for you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straightforward and unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your retirement. Good news. You found the Retirement Playbook sponsored by APO Financial. So get ready for an hour of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. It's time for the Retirement Playbook. And now, here are your hosts, John Crows, John Goodhue, and Jeff Shea. Good morning and thank you so much. Welcome to the Retirement Playbook, the show that gives you the straight talk and honest answers you need to reach your wealth management and retirement goals through smart investing and careful planning. On today's show, we're going to be talking about tips to help your finances last, also how to rebalance from within your IRA, 10 essentials for retirement and transitioning from work life to retirement life. My name's Jeff Shade, and I'm just here to ask the questions, but of course, the words of wisdom and solid advice come from John Crows and John Goodhue of APO Financial. I'll start with you, Coach Crows. How are you doing today? Uh, doing wonderful today, Jeff. Thanks for asking. Certainly welcome, and John Goodhue, how's the Saturday morning treating you so far? You know, it's doing pretty well. I'm uh, finer in frog hair, as we say. <laughs> That's I love those Southern expressions like that. I've never seen fine frog hairs, but I imagine you have to be pretty fine to be finer than one of those. Anyway, I'm glad everybody is uh, having a good Saturday morning. We certainly appreciate you joining us each and every week here on WMPL for the Retirement Playbook. This is the holiday season, so remember that. We've got just, what, about nine more days, ten more days until Christmas. So remember those people that are not as fortunate as you. And if you can, be sure to give back to those people as well. Well, as I said on today's show, we're going to start out with tips to help your finances last. And there's many variables when you consider making finances last, not the least of which is going to be longevity. How long are you going to live? And with, you know, healthcare and medicine, the way things are today, people are living longer than ever. So I'll start with either one of you who want to answer this question. When you do these retirement plans, do you consider longevity and how really long do you run these plans out for? Well, we run them out. There's really no end. So I'll run, I'll run them for 100 to 110 years. And, you know, people are, uh, from an actuarial perspective, people are, are going to be living into our 90s pretty easily. We're already starting to see a lot of that. And so what we do is uh, I, I just don't ever have clients ever running out of money. My plans always go to 100, 100 plus. Always make sure that there's no real chance of even running out of money at those ages. And it's just the way that you build your planning models uh, can accomplish that. So underestimating how long you're going to live is a big factor when doing these retirement plans. I think most people tend to live a little longer than they think they are. John, have you had people come into the office and say, well, you know, run it out to 75. Nobody in my family lives past about 70, but we'll give me an extra five years. But in reality, many times their clients are years until they're, you know, in their middle 80s, 90 years of age. Does that happen very often? Oh, yeah. I've, I've got one guy. He swears he's going to die at 76 years old. Yeah. Uh, he says, well, my dad died at 76. My grandpa died at 76. My uncle died at 76. I'm not making it past 76. And so I made the plan longer than 76. Let's just put it that way. But who knows? You know, he's I think he's about 69 right now. So he's still got a few more years. So underestimating how long you're going to live certainly is a big risk for retirement. And as you said, running those plans out till 105, I mean, you would rather be safe on that side than to be safe on the other side. Another one I would think is just economic downturns and market outlooks. Things regularly change. I mean, things don't stay the same for very long, do they? Not at all. Who knows when it's going to come and kick you in the butt. A good economic downturn could leave your company in a situation where 
they have to have layoffs and you could be entering retirement earlier than you wanted to. And as a result of that, the wealth and the assets that you're trying to build don't quite reach the peak that you want them to. And John Goodhue, you've been in this business for a number of years. Is it true that things run in cycles? I mean, let's say in a, in, in a span of 30 years or so, you're going to have several ups and downs, aren't you? Yeah, generally, if you're dependent on the stock market, like basically, you know, for almost all of your retirement income and retirement and your and growth, what you're going to find out is the markets usually cycle every six to seven and a half years. We usually have a collapse. We've had 23 of those since 1900 in wow. the United States. Yeah. And so, yeah, so over a 30-year period, you need to be looking at four to five, possibly six of those happening. And you, so you need a you need a plan to be able to get through those, because if you don't, this is generally what happens to people is you know they've never had to take money out of their retirement accounts when they were working because they had an income. But mm-hmm. when you when you retire, you got to start taking money out. Well, if you're taking money out and we have a, you have a bad market period and you know your retirement accounts go down significantly, it's going to take in general six to seven years for the markets to kind of come back up to even. You'll never come back up to even because you're pulling money out over that full six and seven year period. And by the time the first one happens, you start to see the writing on the wall. And by the second time that happens in your retirement years, a lot of people start freaking out because they start seeing, you know what, there's a really, really good chance I'm not going to make it through my retirement years without running out of money. And that's a horrible, awful thing to face. In your retirement years, I would think that your risk tolerance certainly is going to be a lot less. So how do you account for market downturns? I mean, do you keep people out of the market and use insurance products? Yeah, we do all of that. We use alternative to market products. What I tell people is, you know, if if you just do this, half your money is exposed to market risk, let's say, unless the other half of your money is not, is really in things that aren't exposed to market risk. Insurance products, annuity products, you know, some real estate products, things like that. And let's say that the markets have a downturn and they lose 20% or so, but your other stuff doesn't. Really, your overall portfolio is only down by 10% and you can recover from a 10% downturn. It's when that you don't do that and you take a 30, 40, or 50% hit on your overall retirement assets, that's when people really get into trouble. So you should have a plan. You should have a plan to get through those times because they are going to happen during the rest of your retirement years. And there are absolutely ways that you can get through that. We're talking with Coach Crows, uh, John Crows, that is, and John Goodhue of APO Financial, an office right here in Lorium at 95 Third Street. It's going to be Third and Florida, and we're talking about retirement risk that impact your retirement longevity. Another one I think that's quite obvious is inflation. Now, inflation was double digits not that long ago. It's down to around somewhere in the mid threes at this point. How do you counteract the effect of inflation when building a retirement plan insofar as not running out of money? Yeah, so inflation, basically what that does is it increases your monthly expenses. And as a result of that, you're gobbling up your savings a lot faster than what you had planned on doing. You hear a lot about uh, purchasing power and it basically erodes your purchasing power. And so you're going to need more money in the future just to maintain that same level of spending that you started at. You know, and, and some of the things you can do it with that, you know, I could think of as uh, John always talks about the fixed index annuities and also things we haven't quite mentioned here are I bonds and tips as being securities that could also help avoid some of that inflation risk. 
And we recently had inflation, as I said, double digits. It's down to around 3.5% right now. We enjoyed 2% for a long period of time. John Goodhue, when you do these retirement plans, is there a level of inflation that you plan for? Yeah, I usually plan for at least 3%. The historical average is 2%, Mm -hmm. but I always plan for at least 3% on what I call your inflatable expenses. You know, that's your food, groceries, gas, daily stuff. You also should account for about double that on your health care expenses. Okay. So I use 3%. I use 6% on all health care expenses. I think historically, that's generally what you see. So when you start breaking down inflation, inflation on different types of expenses is different. And so it's not across the board. And that's a good example of it is that use health care expense inflation by, by about 6% usually works. Do you see that we're making good progress and that possibly next year we may hit that 2% goal? I mean, I know we don't have a crystal ball, but what do you really think based on what's happened here recently? I think it's going to take the Fed just a little bit longer than that. They've actually done a good job keeping inflation. Now, the question is, can they do this without us going into a recession? Because that's usually what happens is the Fed's number one priority is to fight inflation. But oftentimes they'll go a little bit too far. Then it hurts the overall economy. There's a lot of talk right now in the uh, I think the markets have generally uh, factored this in that the Fed's going to cut rates coming this spring in March which can actually help not get us back really toward a recession. But right now, that's, I, think the, I think the jury's still out on that. I, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, so that's my big fear always when we get into an inflationary environment is, okay, yeah, we can get inflation under control, but how, how bad is that going to hurt the overall economy? And another thing that will impact your ability to not run out of money in retirement is just the unexpected cost. I mean, I would imagine that you've really got to expect for something unexpected to happen at least once a year, maybe twice a year. How do you respond to that? I mean, roofs, water heaters, that sort of thing. That will absolutely. In an overall planning model from an income planning perspective, you've got to take all of that in consideration. Because if you don't, guess what's going to happen? Your water heater's going to blow up. Yep. Your roof's going to need to be replaced. Uh, and your insurance isn't covering that. Your car is going to crap out on you and you're going to need a new vehicle. You should really have a kind of a standardized replacement cost for the, those major things in your life. And then just a miscellaneous bucket of money that, you know, I can't really project everything that's going to happen, but I know things are going to happen in my life that I don't know about. So you really should do a re, kind of a reserve account for those things. We're talking about some obstacles that may stand in the way of you living longer than your money does with John Crows and John Goodhue of APO Financial right here in Lorium at 95 Third Street. And I understand, uh, John Crows, that right now the doors are pretty much open at APO Financial. You're inviting people to come in and sit down with you and have just a casual conversation about what's going on in their lives insofar as retirement, right? Oh, absolutely. We had our first couple of seminars. We've had a great response from there. We have appointments going on. We're going to really be getting after it next week. And uh, we have all kinds of room for more. I would love to talk to you. Call Laura at 906-523-9030 to set up an appointment. And we'll see what we can do for you. And it is uh, towards the end of the year here, folks. So remember, you really want to get 2024 off started on the right foot by having a comprehensive retirement plan that does account for things such as not running out of money. If you're listening to the program today, you like what you have heard. As Coach Crow says, you can get in and sit down and talk to the advisors at APO Financial, 95 Third Street, right here in Lorium. It's just a really casual conversation that's not going to cost you a dime. How do you get yours? Well, call 906-523-9030. It's 906 
323-9030. You can also request your plan online at apofinancial.com. That is apofinancial.com. And we do have a few slots available for people until the end of the year. So call that number. You can even call it this weekend if you'd like, 906-523-9030. Leave your information there. Laura will grab it and she'll give you a call back on Monday and schedule your appointment. You're listening to The Retirement Playbook with John Crows and John Goodhue. I'm Jeff Shade. We'll take a quick break and be right back with more of our show right here on AM 920 and FM 107.3 WMPL, Talk That Bridges the Gap. can't start a journey you've never taken without a plan and you can't start your retirement journey without a comprehensive plan to get there safely to request your no cost no obligation retirement playbook review call 906-523-9030 or request it online at apofinancial.com now back to more of the Retirement Playbook with John Crows, John Goodhue, and Jeff Shea. We so much appreciate you listening to us here on the Retirement Playbook with John Crows and John Goodhue of APO Financial. My name's Jeff Shade, and once again, if you'd like to get in and sit down with Coach Crows, they're at APO Financial before the end of the year. We're offering certainly a no-cost, no-obligation financial review. You can get it by calling 906-523-9030, 906-523-9030, or you can stop in and see Coach Crows there at 95 Third Street right here in in Laurier, Michigan. In the last segment, we talked about some risks that will help you avoid running out of money. Coach Crows, I know that you uh, coach and you taught school for 30-some years. How would you make the analogy in terms of a teacher to what we talked about in some of the lessons that you taught your students? Probably my favorite lesson to teach was in pre-calc, and it was just the fundamentals of exponential growth and, and compound interest, and just telling the kids and, and trying to get them to realize how important it is to start at an early age to save up for your retirement. And the more I delve into this world and understand that 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 wealth that you build, your savings, is so important, and that is that fundamental of compound interest. Just a wonderful world, and if you get started on that, then you have a great amount of assets to build from, and then you can have a wonderful income plan while you retire so that you can go in and have money for your go-go years, your slow-go years, and your no-go years. So time basically is your superpower here. And as you said, if you've got enough time with the power of compounding interest, which I think is the eighth wonder of the world, you're going to really, uh, really build up a lot of funds that you never thought that you really could. John Goodhue, is it ever too late? I mean, if you don't have as much time, let's say you are retirement age, you're 62, 65, 66, and you don't have that much time. I mean, is it ever too late to really begin to plan for retirement or let's say save for retirement? Well, it's like they say, if you wanted that shade tree in your backyard uh, today, when's the best time to plant that sucker? That was about 20 or 30 years ago. Right. Uh, so the next best time is now. Okay. And so if you ever want it to happen, yeah, you, it can. it's never too late to do retirement planning of any type. What I always tell people is no matter where you are, you need a roadmap. 
And right. you better know what you know where you're going if you're gonna if you plan on getting anywhere. And you know the whole thing of you know burying your head in the sand like an ostrich that doesn't work so well. So at least you know have a plan. Come and see us. We'll sit down. We'll build a plan for you, and we'll show you where your strong points are because you know everybody has some strong points. And then we'll show you where the weak areas are. We'll see if we can't help you fix those weak areas. And at least you'll know exactly where you're going and how you're going to get there. Yeah, and I think that's a good analogy to have a retirement roadmap. I mean, you wouldn't start off on any journey that you'd never been there before without a roadmap, and that's what this plan is. And I don't understand why everybody listening to the program today who does not have a solid retirement roadmap wouldn't give us a call and sit down and get one for free. It's not going to cost you anything, and again, there's no obligation. 906-523-9030 is the number to call, 906-523-9030. Check us out on the website, if you would, please, at apofinancial.com. It's apofinancial.com. Okay, I want to talk about how to rebalance from within your IRA. Is it important to not just set it and forget it when it comes to funding your IRA? You really have to sort of rebalance. I mean, change with the circumstances of the markets, right? Yeah, you do. And really, that should be an ongoing strategy. A lot of people, the rebalancing concept is, you know, okay, I'm going to look at it maybe on a quarterly or semi-annual basis and then rebalance where I'm at. And all rebalancing really means is you might have some stocks in a healthcare world and healthcare is not doing so good this last quarter, but technology sectors are. So maybe you move some of that money over to to a sector that's doing better. The way we manage people's assets is much more active and much more minute to minute, uh, day by day. It's not just a, a quarterly or a semi-annual rebalancing. It's a rebalancing all the time because if sometimes if you wait too long, you take too big a losses. And so we don't like losing money for our clients. And so we really have more of our focus is on not losing money, number one. Now that's that's kind of where we're at. And so everything we do has risk mitigation tools on it. Mm-hmm. It's more an, an active model of investing. It also lets you take advantage of opportunities maybe during a quarter or maybe during a you know a six-month period that you would have not been able to take advantage of if you hadn't been actively managed those, those assets. So it kind of comes on both sides of it. What are some of the options that people have when you rebalance your IRA? I mean, what are some of the tools that you use that help us deal with these uncertain times that we're in right now? So I would start with maybe safety things, CDs, especially certificates of deposits at banks right now. They've been, they're paying really good rates. That's one way to also de-risk your overall portfolio. Certain types of annuities. Uh, we like fixed index annuities. We don't particularly like or use variable annuities, but generally the annuities that we'll utilize are, again, more safety focused with reasonable rates of return. You know, there's some decent savings accounts. They might not be quite as high as interest rates as CDs are right now. Uh, But then also, you know, different stocks and different types of stocks, maybe some growth stocks or maybe income producing stocks or growth stocks that that are income producing. We may do some rebalancing in those areas. We're not really using much in the bond side of things right now because interest rates are continuing to go up. And uh, so when that happens, uh, really having money invested in bonds usually doesn't work very well because your bonds are, are really losing money the higher rates go. So we really don't, really we're not doing anything in that area right now. Yeah, and I want to underline that a little bit. There is an inverse relationship to uh, interest rates and uh, bond yields, right? 
Oh, absolutely. People don't understand bonds as well as they understand stocks. I think stocks are pretty simple. You know, they go up or they go down and you can kind of see if they're making money or losing money. With bonds, this is how they work. Let's say that you buy a bond and it's paying oh, 4% right now. And then let's say three years from now, you're in retirement. You need to sell some of those bonds, maybe to buy a boat or take a big vacation trip or something like that. But new bonds are paying 5%. Well, when you go sell that 4% bond in an environment where new bonds are paying 5 you're not going to get what you paid for it. So basically, you've lost money. But that's exactly right. It's an inverse relationship. And sometimes that that kind of screws people up on how exactly bonds work. And bonds are a debt instrument. You're basically loaning your money to somebody to do something and you expect some sort of return on your investment with interest. But there are different types of bonds. So let's talk about those insofar as how you would use those to rebalance your portfolio. There are such things as municipal bonds. And isn't that where, let's say, the local school wants to do something? So you're going to lend them money. Right. Local school district, the water district. It can be local. It could be st- your state can have highway bonds, for example. That's what you're doing. You're loaning money to those municipalities in order for them to be able to build schools, build roads and provide water treatment plants. That's exactly what you're doing. So those are municipal bonds. What are some of the other types of bonds that we would want to consider? Well, I-bonds, uh, those are inflation-protected bonds. You just can't put so much money in those. If you're going to do bonds, again, I'm, we're not really doing bonds much in our portfolios right now. But you've got U.S. government treasury bonds. There's different types of those. There's some short-term, there's some medium-term, there's some long-term bonds. So you, And U.S. governments are very, very safe. Sometimes municipal bonds aren't as safe as people think they are because municipalities can default on those bond payments. Uh, and that happens. It kind of quietly happens, but it does happen. And you just got you sometimes you might want to just understand that a lot of investment people say, well, if you want safety, invest in bonds. It's not necessarily the truth, because, like I said, they can lose money as rates as rates rise. But then you've got default risks on those bonds. And then you have corporate bonds mm-hmm. and corporations issue bonds. And so that's just debt that they're issuing. And so usually you're getting a higher return on a corporate bond than you will a municipal bond, for example, because they're they, again, they're not as they're not quite as safe as a municipal bond and a municipal bond's not as safe as a U.S. government bond. So there's just different levels of different risks and returns for on different bonds. So let's talk about the risks associated with bonds. I mean, if you're lending money to somebody, just like a bank or anybody who lends money, they're going to take a look, let's say, at a credit score. An individual with a credit score, if their credit score is, you know, seven to 800, something like that, there isn't much risk. But if their credit score is, you know, five, 600, there's probably a, a lot more risk. Being that we are loaning money to a municipality or something like that or a corporation, are bonds rated insofar as their riskiness goes? In other words, are there bond credit scores? There are. And there's different agencies or different groups that actually rate bonds and rate debt. And so I always always tell people they should look at their ratings before they start buying those bonds. Because one state or one city can have a lot lower bond rating than another city. So just be really careful. That's one of the very, very first things I would look at if I'm going to invest in bonds. All right. We got off on this uh, topic of talking about bonds within the structure of rebalancing within your IRA. Let's uh, get back to the main subject here. How often should you look at rebalancing within your IRA in normal circumstances? Well, again, I think most people think of quarterly or semi-annually, which is all right. I just say that we think that that the way we do it is better because we're doing it more on a daily basis. 
again, more really minute by minute, hourly, hour to hour basis. Uh, but at least I would at least do it. If it was me, I would do at least do it quarterly. That would be the least frequently that you would want to do it quarterly during turbulent times. As you said, you may want to do it a little bit more. Is this something manually that you do or is there some sort of program or whatever that will automatically rebalance for you? There are some programs out there. I don't like leaving it up to a computer okay. about what I'm doing with my finances. <laughs> so it's just me. So everything that we do, for example, we, we have computer programs that look at that everything that, that we're doing with our clients. But we also never allow a computer to make a trade without a human being instituting and approving it. I've seen that blow up in people's faces before. And so we, we, I just believe that human oversight should be involved with all of this rebalancing and, and, and actually doing trading on a regular basis. Yeah, and with all this AI out there, people are depending upon artificial intelligence now to do pretty much everything for them. But it is not infallible. As you said, I think, you know, setting it and sort of forgetting it and then allowing a computer to take over. Computers are not infallible. They make mistakes as well, too. So if I'm hearing you correctly, John Goodhue, you've got a real hands-on approach to uh, the investment planning that you do there. We do. It's it's very hands-on. It's not set it and forget it. It's, uh, it's not just a computer trading model uh, like a lot of programs do. It has all of those elements to that, but we're also putting human touch on everything that we do. We're talking with John Crows and John Goodhue here of uh, APO Financial. We've been talking about rebalancing within your IRA. And Coach Crows, I know you're right here in the Laurium, Michigan office at 95 Third Street. Talk a little bit about how people can get in touch with you and what that experience is going to be like when they come in and sit down and talk to you. Yeah, so all they have to do is get a hold of Laura, uh, 906-523-9030. We'll set you up for an appointment. Come in and first thing we're going to do is, is get to know you and what your goals are and what you need to do for in your life and what, what you're looking for in terms of retiring. We'll also have a talk about uh, what your bucket list looks like and see what we can do to put a plan together to help you accommodate all that. But more than anything, we just would like to get to know you and get to know what your goals are. And I like that fact that you talk about the bucket list. We've talked about the bucket list book that we have. Either one of you, John Crows or John Goodhue, tell us about that bucket list book that you're going to be giving everybody. Oh, sure. Uh, Yeah, I love my bucket list book. When I ask people this all the time, I say, hey, do you have a bucket, a written bucket list? And they, most of them say, you know, I got some things we want to do, but I don't really have a written bucket list. So I created a bucket list book. It's a really great little book. It helps people uh, kind of keep track of things. It has suggestions in it. It's a wonderful way to have a hard copy. I just tell people, look, you know, maybe get your favorite adult beverage. And if you don't want to drink adult beverages, just get your favorite beverage. Sit down maybe with your significant other and just start, you know, brainstorming and dreaming about the things you'd like to do in retirement. And it's really interesting how how long that list can actually get and so this this book helps people do that and it keeps track of things and when you get started what i find is is most of my clients start coming back and saying hey can i get another one of those books because they'll, they'll fill them up yeah. uh, and it, they, it also helps you track what you did on those trips and you know and what you've done uh, and it's just a it's just a really great resource for people to help them really start thinking i really need to start doing this in my retirement years because I, I only have so many really good years left. We call those your go-go years, mm-hmm. your first five to eight years when you retire. And it just gets people thinking that way. And so if, and if we can help people live their lives to the most, to the fullest, do that bucket list stuff, that's actually the most important thing that we help people do. And if our listeners would like to get a hold of that bucket list book, again, there's no cost for that.
that, there's no obligation. All you've got to do is call 906-523-9030. It's 906-523-9030. Ask for your bucket list book. And while you're there, come and sit down, talk to John Crows about what's on your mind insofar as your retirement journey. Again, no cost and no obligation for that whatsoever. Just a casual conversation. You'll find out more about Coach Crows and APO Financial. And of course, John will ask you a few questions about what your hopes, your goals, your dreams, and your visions are for retirement. Once again, no cost for this, 906-523-9030. Sort of a community service, if you will. You can also request your plan online at apofinancial.com. It's apofinancial.com. If you're just joining us, this is Retirement Playbook with John Crows and John Goodhue. If you want to hear the show again, don't worry. We're also a podcast. Just go to wherever you get your podcast and search for the Retirement Playbook. You're going to get the show along with your past shows so you can stay on top of your wealth and your retirement planning. We're going to take a quick break. Be right back with more of our show right here on AM 920 and FM 107.3 WMPL. Talk that bridges the gap. It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year Happy holidays everybody. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Retirement Playbook with John Crows and John Goodhue. Of course, we're here for you each and every week for your fiscal fitness, your financial education on AM 920 WMPL 107.3 on the FM dial. And we have covered a lot on today's show, gentlemen. I want to talk about the 10 essentials for retirement. I know there are probably a lot more than 10, but John, I'm not sure if you were a Boy Scout back in your youth. Regardless, you may have heard their motto before. It's called Be Prepared. And a big part of the scouts being prepared is always having their 10 essentials on there. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say there are probably at least 10 essentials when it comes to retirement planning. What do you think? Oh, yeah, that's absolutely. And I was a Boy Scout. You were? Okay. I was. I didn't make it to Eagle Scout. Uh, I kind of <laughs> gave up before that happened. But uh, you're right. Always be prepared. Always I think be that- prepared, yeah. And I think that's a great model for retirement planning. Always be prepared. Yeah, you went out in the woods and you had your tools on you, you had your compass and however you made fire and all that kind of stuff. And you hope that anything else didn't happen. But if you did, I'm sure there was somebody else there that was alongside you that was prepared. And that's sort of like Coach Crows here at APO Financial. He's going to be there to sort of take up the slack. So let's start with the number one thing. And that really is a lifestyle plan. Can you explain a little bit what a lifestyle plan is versus just simply a financial plan? Sure. It's an income plan, but that takes into consideration all the, the, well, we go back to the bucket list, the bucket list things you want to do, those vacations you want to take, right? And also, you know, you like we were talking about, the miscellaneous unexpected expenses, little things, water heaters, roofs, those type of things. But I think it's, you know, it's also the things you might want to do with your children and grandchildren. It's really about your overall lifestyle. You know, and people's lifestyles are all different. And so you got to take all that in consideration. That's why these things that come out of a box or these plans that come out of a box usually don't work very well because not everybody's the same person. 
So really, it's an overall plan that takes in consideration an individual on a tailored basis wants to do in their retirement years. Okay, so lifestyle plan is finding out how you spend your life and designing a plan around that. Maybe you want to sit out in the back and watch the grass grow and the paint dry and that sort of thing. That requires a certain amount of money for that lifestyle. But if the other lifestyle is traveling around the world, you want to go to Europe and so forth, you want to do that during your go-go years, well, that requires another certain amount of money in order to do that. So that's a lifestyle plan. We're going to be talking about the purpose here in the next segment, but I'm going to talk about that here for a moment. It's also having a purpose. Around 30% of retirees become depressed within one year of retirement. So you got to make sure that you've got a reason to get up in the morning and also make sure that that thing allows you to connect with other people. And as I said, we're going to cover that in our next section. The next one, gentlemen, is an estate plan. So if you can comment on that. Yeah, this is one part that a lot of people uh, don't do, and it can cause major problems. An estate plan really is not only about, you know, when you die, who gets what. It's also, a big part of it, is about disability planning of when you're not dead, but when you need somebody to be making decisions for you, when you can't make them for yourself. So that includes a health care power of attorney. That includes a general durable power of attorney. That's so people can make decisions about your money and other things like that. You need a will, but a will's not an estate plan. A estate plan usually also encompasses a living will. Like you do not resuscitate orders, those type of things once, you know, it really is time that you know, the end of your life. In most cases, I will usually recommend people to also include a revocable trust. If they're married, they should include two revocable trusts, one for each spouse, because there's some advantages if you do that, that you don't pick up if it's a joint policy between two spouses or a joint estate between two spouses. That's kind of a general estate plan. It allows for an orderly distribution when once you do die, so your kids and other loved ones aren't running around trying to figure out what in the heck did, did you really want to happen. You have it all lined out, you have it all documented, and nobody's having to guess. Yeah, and I would highly encourage people listening to the program today that they have what I'll call a locator list. I've heard horror stories of people passing away and the people that are left behind could not find where the insurance policy was or even if there was an insurance policy. They didn't know anything about the car, the car loan, the house, where any of the investments are. So do yourself a favor here before the end of the year and make yourself a locator list. So that is the estate plan. Now, John Crows, I've heard of this thing called an umbrella policy. What is that? Uh, basically, an umbrella policy is an, an extra layer of protection for liability insurance. Liability insurance will cover up to so much, but a lot of time in this uh, litigious society, a lot of the damages are a lot more than what are covered from your liability, and the umbrella policy gives you the coverage for that. So it sort of takes up the slack a little bit. If you've got $100,000, $300,000 on your car and you get into an accident, it's not uncommon, I guess, John Goodhue, for people to sue for millions of dollars. Is that where the umbrella policy starts at, at a million dollars on up? It is. Generally, the minimum's a million. And okay. so and what I used to recommend people to kind of look at your overall assets, the value, and, and mimic from a coverage perspective, basically their assets and maybe add a million on top of it. If your overall net worth is $2 million, I think you ought to have a $3 million umbrella policy. And, and they cover so many things that, that you, you cannot and will not factor in. 
and they're just wonderful ways. They're very, very inexpensive too. A million dollar umbrella policy often will cost, you know, a few hundred dollars a year. And they're just, they're just invaluable. It's one of the first places that's the, it's probably the, the best and first place everybody should look at covering the risks that they have, not just in retirement, but their overall risks, no matter how old they are. Yeah, an umbrella policy certainly sounds great. Where do we typically get those, John? From the same people you get your homeowner's insurance policy from. That's okay. who's going to have the umbrella policy. Okay, so it's sort of like belts and a suspender. I mean, the belts may not keep the pants up well enough. You need the <laughs> suspender. If one breaks, the other one picks up the slack for you. We're talking That's about right. 10 essentials for a successful retirement with John Crows and John Goodhue of APO Financial here in Lorium. The next one is going to be a health care plan. Boy, this is so important now that people are just living longer than ever. Yes, it is. For people in retirement, uh, of course, the first stop is usually Medicare. Make sure that you're making the right choices about Medicare. People make mistakes with their Medicare plans all the time. I, I see that pretty much on a weekly basis. And oftentimes you can fix some of those mistakes for people as long as it hasn't been too long. However, sometimes you cannot fix the mistakes once you've made the, the choices. So I would say that. And then also, I always really, really want people to look at their long-term care risk. So many people don't really cover that risk. And the, the statistics are just alarming. If you make it to age 65, three out of four of us are going to need long-term care during our lifetimes. So if that's the case, I've seen so many people's retirements blow up and really, really hurt the person who doesn't need the care is the other spouse. Uh, once the other one spouse that needed the care is gone, they've really drawn down their retirement assets. They might have even placed mortgages on property, maybe sold real estate. And now the, the survivor is in really bad shape. Don't do that to your spouse. And two of the biggest expenses that you'll have in retirement, health care and taxes. So let's talk about taxes. How important is it to have not only a tax prepare, you know, people have got H&R Block and that sort of thing. They've got the, you know, the uh, tax prepare, you know, out there where the person is spinning the sign around tax time. But do, <laughs> do you think they really ought to have a CPA in addition to just a, a simple tax prepare? Well, yes. And what I will tell you is that even most CPAs don't do forward tax planning for people. Basically, most CPAs and tax preparers are looking at taxes in what I call a micro world. They look at this year's, they look at next year's. You really need a macro perspective. That's an over the rest of your life perspective. And there aren't a lot of really good tax planners out there. Most CPAs don't do it. Most financial people don't do it. We do it because my clients needed that done when we first started. And I really got, I always had a big interest in it. And so we do forward tax planning. I teach CPAs how to do forward tax planning when they're interested. But taxes are your biggest expense in retirement. People don't think of it that way. And as if anybody can tell me how taxes aren't going to go up for the rest of our <laughs> lifetimes. Yeah, I want to uh, hear that. Yeah, yeah me too, because <laughs> I just don't think that's going to happen. No. And so when taxes go up, it's really a it's like a loss in your overall investment accounts, your retirement accounts forever, because it just means you're going to have less money net to spend. Right. So tax planning is really, really important. If you do do good tax planning, it, it can often save two, three, four times the amount of taxes mm. that you would pay over the rest of your lifetime. So I really, really impress upon people that if they have a tax situation, they really should come and see us because we can really help them. 
We're talking about essentials that you should have going into retirement and your retirement plan. The next one is going to be an advisor with access to alternatives and insurance. Now, there are advisors out there. I know they're big box advisors and they can help you out with stocks and bonds. But beyond that, they really don't understand a lot of the other alternatives. Nope, they sure don't. And that's a shame because a lot of really good strategies are in the alternative world. You've got a lot of insurance products. Did you know that most tax planning is all in the insurance world, not in the investment world? Did not know that. Yep. And most people don't. Well, all the long-term care solutions, they're all in the insurance world. They're not in the investment world. So yeah, and then just a a number of alternative investments. I mean, uh, one that most people know about, real estate. Real estate's an alternative to the stock market. Well, there are ways to access real estate investments that aren't about owning just a piece of property. There are institutional funding mechanisms that work even as well or better than individual properties where you're not the landlord. You're not the guy going over and fixing the toilets and, and taking out the trash. Right. But you get all the advantages of being a real estate investor. We're talking about essentials for a comprehensive retirement plan with John Crows and John Goodhue of APO Financial, a charitable gifting plan. I think most people should have a plan to give to charity. Absolutely. I'm a big believer in that. But I'll tell you what, even if you're not charitable, because there's some people that just aren't charitable. They Mm -hmm. really don't care. Well, there are a lot of advantages for charitable giving strategies that actually give you during your lifetime advantages. And so you can be charitable and still get a lot of tax advantages during your lifetime. So it is absolutely something that I think most people should look at because there's there's all kinds. There's probably over 40 different charitable planning strategies out there, and a lot of them can help everybody. And it's more than just, you know, donating some old clothes to the Goodwill or, you know, dropping a couple of bucks in the bucket there in front of the supermarket for the Salvation Army. There are many ways that you can give to charity and ways that you can save on taxes giving to charity, too, by donating your RMDs to charity. There are so many of them. Again, if you've got questions about that, call APO Financial 906-523-9030. Okay, my favorite one I'm going to throw out to you, Coach Crows, that's an extended vacation when you retire. I love this idea. Oh, so do I. Love any type of vacation, especially extended vacations. Just think about what you're doing when you retire. You're you're coming off of a lengthy period of time, whether it's 30, 40, 45 years of being at work at 8 in the morning till 3 in the afternoon, very repetitive, and your body, your mind, everything that you do has been consumed by working for a very long period of time. And so what, what you need, and, and I think to try and separate yourself and your mind away from that routine, an extended vacation, get away from where you've been, where you live, and just help you transition. And that time period will help help separate that work you to the new you. Have a wonderful plan to continue forward, you know, plan to hang out, plan to do some community service, volunteer, plan to enjoy the assets that you built up. Yeah, and when you think about it, most people will work 50, 51 weeks a year. They may have a week or two of vacation. Can you imagine the vacation that you deserve after working for 40 years? So, you know, just don't go to Florida for 10 days. Plan about a month or so. Maybe you want to travel around this great country and see all the sites that there are to see. 
We've been talking about essentials for retirement planning with John Crows and John Goodhue of APO Financial. And of course, if you'd like to get in and sit down and talk about your bucket list and some of the essentials that you need for your retirement, we invite you to call us at 906-523-9030 and request your no-cost, no-obligation retirement playbook. Again, it's not going to cost you a dime. There is no obligation whatsoever. Just a friendly conversation to get to know the Johns there at APO Financial and for them to get to know you. And also, you can pick up your bucket list book. That number again, 906-523-9030. You can also request your plan online at apofinancial.com. We'll take a quick break, gentlemen. When we come back, we'll talk about the transition from working to retirement, but our show continues here on 920 AM and 107.3 FM WMPL, Talk That Bridges the Gap. back with more strategies for retirement in which you not only survive, but thrive. This is the Retirement Playbook from APO Financial. Once again, here's John Crows, John Goodhue, and Jeff Shade. We've had some great conversations this morning. If you have missed any part of our program, remember that we're also a podcast. Simply go to wherever you get your podcasts and search for the Retirement Playbook with John Crows and John Goodhue. You'll find this show and all of our others so you can stay on top of your path towards a successful retirement. And again, if you'd like to get in and sit down and talk to us about your individual plan at no cost and no obligation, the telephone number 906-523-9030. It's 906-523-9030. And don't forget to ask for your bucket list book. Okay, gentlemen, in this segment, we're going to be talking about the transition from working to retirement. That is a big transition. The analogy would be, you know, going down the freeway at 70 miles an hour, and all of a sudden, you got to stop pretty quickly there. You go from 70 to zero can be a little jarring. But if you plan to stop and you go from 70 to 60 to 50 to 40, 30, 10, and then you stop, it's a little bit different. So let's talk about easing that transition into retirement. What do you think the first thing is that people should do, maybe even before they retire, to ease that transition? I think you have to have a plan. You might not know exactly everything you're going to do, but you certainly have to have a plan on how you're going to occupy the time that work took up. So what you're saying is to have some sort of a plan that will help you kind of figure out who you are. I mean, when you were working, if people said, who are you? Well, I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer, I'm a financial planner, I own a trucking company or something like that. But when you're retired, that goes away. Is it hard for some people to figure out actually who they are once they've left their profession, do you think? I, I know my dad had a tough time with that. You know, he, he retired as a 35-year high school teacher. And when he retired from there... He went down to the local university and was an adjunct professor there. Like he would argue with me and say, well, well, that's what my hobby is, is math. And he ended up dying way too early. Mm-hmm. Um, he got cancer and, and passed away. And so he never really did get any type of chance to enjoy retirement other than being the teacher that he was, which he did have great enjoyment doing that, though. Now, Coach Crows, you, of course, a lot of people know that you taught school here uh, for 30-some years. You also coached for 30-some years. Can you tell me about how you're feeling right now that you stopped doing something that you've done for 30 years and became a financial planner, so to speak? I mean, what are the benefits of going into being a financial planner from doing that? And are there any things that you miss or you're having some trouble adjusting to? 
Oh, that's a whole, oh, is that a tough question? I don't think I'm having any problems adjusting, you know, and do, do I miss things? Absolutely, I miss the interaction with the kids every day. You know, in, in terms of the coaching part, I, I miss that Friday night excitement uh, mm -hmm. when I was watching the Michigan-Ohio State game a couple weeks ago. Boy, was I fired up for that game and, and kind of brought me back to some, some Friday nights. But I also know that my coaching days were, were over and, and as exciting as game day was, there are so many things that you're on coaching that I just was done with and, and, and didn't want to do anymore. And so what I'm doing right now has replaced all that. And I, I really enjoy learning. Um, I'm doing a ton of learning. I'm keeping myself busy. Uh, I'm really excited to keep going with this and see how far we could take it. And being fortunate enough to meet John and APO Financial has been a blessing and I, and, I, and I love it and I love working with them and, and I love thinking about what the future is going to bring. So you didn't retire from something uh, coaching, you actually retired to something and that's being a financial planner with APO Financial. John Goodhue, can you comment on that philosophy, retiring rather than from something? Oh yeah, I, I especially tell my male clients that they have to retire from something to something and the two can't be the couch. Because men, we identify with, you know, what we do, I think more than women do. Women identify with what they do, but man, I tell you what, women, when they retire, they just fill up all their time. They have no problem in general transitioning to retirement. And I see so many men when they don't have a plan for that. I mean, even if it's, you know, they're going to go do volunteer work. And if you like playing golf, maybe you go work at the golf course, you know, uh, I've got a client that he was driving his wife crazy mm -hmm. when he retired. And I suggested he, he loved he was in the construction industry before. And I suggested he go to Home Depot. He loved Home Depot. Well, he went to Home Depot and he became the guy on a Saturday mornings that teaches the kids. They have these workshops. Yeah. And he teaches kids how to build things. And he absolutely loves it. And so he's kind of become Mr. Home Depot of where in, in the town he lives in. So, yeah, you absolutely retire from what you've been doing to something and make it fulfilling. I mean, even if you don't get paid for it, that's OK. It's going to fill your time. It's going to give you more identity. It's going to help you maybe build a new social network. And you're going to be happier if you do that. And also planning for a difference in your relationships. And I'm going to lead into this with a little story. There's a gentleman that I know of who was a colonel, I believe, in the Army. And he had been, you know, in the Army. He had held high positions for like 40 years and moved around the country. Sometimes he was deployed overseas. Of course, his wife stayed home. And then he retired from the military, bought an RV. They started out from North Carolina, he and his wife, and then RV. They were going to travel across the country. Well, they drove to Texas. And by the time they got to Texas, both of them had divorce lawyers because they just <laughs> weren't used to being in such close proximity to each other. I mean, what do you do if you've been away from a spouse for a long period of time or your family like that? You go to work, you come back. It's a whole different ballgame in terms of the relationship. John, have you heard that with other people who have talked to you about their retirement? Oh, absolutely. I had a lady one time. She was on my schedule. I didn't know why. She came in my office 
and I thought something bad had happened. And so I shut the door and she stood there looking at me with her arms crossed. She said, you got to help me. He's driving me crazy. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And we kind of had to have an intervention and and try to help him go from something to something, because I was afraid they were going to get divorced, just like your story. Yeah. And, you know, this whole thing about they're calling it gray divorce these days. Yeah. And there's a lot of seniors that are getting divorced in record numbers. And I think it's because of several things. One, there's a whole lot of people retiring earlier than normal because they've been able to. And number two, we're just living a lot longer than we used to. And so when when you kind of combine those things, you know what? You can get tired of somebody after after you've been around them so long. Yeah. Uh, And I think that's what's that's that is what's fueling it. Yeah, and I think retirement can trigger mental health issues. As I said, depression, anxiety, loss of purpose, social connections, that can exacerbate those conditions. So consider that, the non-financial side of retirement. And really, I think when you transition from working to not working, it's as much a psychological problem as it is a financial one. Oh, there's no question. The psychological issues are so much more important than the financial issues in retirement. Like I will do things in my just planning process. Like I've seen people that, you know, they retire about 65 or so. They really, really want to wait until 70 to take their social security. But that means they're going to have to draw down some assets out of their retirement accounts. Well, it's going to bother that person so much for five years. It makes all the financial sense to wait till 70 maybe for them. But it's going to bother them so much over that five-year period, they won't sleep. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? That's a psychological question. And and so now we're addressing a psychological problem, not a financial problem. And so guess what? You should have that person take their Social Security because that's what's the most important is de-stressing your life in retirement and psychological issues and pressures and, and thoughts are a big part of that. Well, of course, this is a financial show, but it's also a lifestyle show. But I can't end this segment without talking about the financial aspect of transitioning from working to retirement. When you do that, many times you're really losing a regular paycheck. But there are ways that you can create a new regular paycheck that may be better than the one that you lost. Yeah, there are. One of the ways that we'll we'll, we'll actually create, quote unquote, a paycheck for people is one, it will set up uh, basically ongoing distributions from different accounts. We might use a fixed index annuity that uh, has a guaranteed lifetime income account for that. That's really beautiful. It, it builds, uh, it's kind of like a way a pension plan works. You know, mm-hmm. pension plans pay out on a monthly basis a set amount. Well, you, you can do that yourself. You can set up with a fixed index annuity, a guaranteed income for the rest of your life. You can do it for the rest of both your lives if you're married. What a lot of people don't know is you can do that. And then, you know, when you're gone, whatever's left goes to your kids. A lot of people think, well, if I do an annuity and I get a lifetime income out of it, then when I die, my money's gone. And that's mm-hmm. not how a fixed index annuity works. That usually surprises people that they can actually have their cake, basically an in lifetime income right. and eat it too, you know, so that if they, whatever they don't use kind of goes to their kids. So I think that's a great way to create another income stream for people. Transitioning from work to retirement is not only financial, but of course it is psychological. I think more psychological than anything else. We've talked about loss of identity. We've talked about social isolation, lack of structure, relationship strains, and role changes in addition to the financial part of that. If you've got questions and you're wondering about getting in to talk to people about this retirement transition, 
Again, we invite you to call us here at the office, 906-523-9030. It's 906-523-9030 to get your no-cost, no-obligation retirement playbook. Now, Coach Crows, it is getting towards the end of the year. I think my calendar says there's something like, oh, I don't know, a little more than a week before Christmas. Do you have any slots available for people before the end of the year? Uh, Yes, we do. Just call Laura. Um, We got plenty of slots. We do have some appointments that we have to deal with, but come on in and, uh, you know, at least have an initial discussion. One of the things to remember every time you come in and talk to us is we are not here to sell you anything. We want to get to know you for one, and we also want you to get to know us, myself, John, Laura, the APO family, and we want to hear what your goals are and we want to hear what your bucket list is. And the bucket list I think is also pertains to our topic that we just got done with is, is if you have that bucket list going into retirement, that gives you something to look forward to and something to work towards. And you mentioned family there, John. I think that is so important. Everybody would like to have a doctor, a lawyer in their family. Well, you can have a financial planner in your family, too, because APO Financial here in Lorium, it's sort of like a family business. Everybody here is pretty much family here in the Upper Peninsula. So once again, if you want a family member who's a financial planner, 906-523-9030 is the number to call. No cost, no obligation. Just come on and sit down and talk about your concerns getting to and through retirement, a retirement which you not only survive, but you also thrive. Well, gentlemen, we are out of time for this week. I want to thank you for your time, but most importantly, I want to thank the fine people here of Lorium and the Upper Peninsula for joining us. For John Crows and John Goodhue, I'm Jeff Shade. Have a great weekend. Have a great holiday weekend. We'll talk to you again next week with another edition of the Retirement Playbook right here on AM 920 and FM 107.3 WMPL. Talk that bridges the gap. The opinions voiced on the Retirement Playbook from APO Financial are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing.